welcome to Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. I am your host, Sierra Cobb. Black Light Mass Incarceration Show is a space that is used to uplift the unheard voices of the criminal and social justice issues that many face today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Sponsored by Emancipate NC. Welcome to another episode of the Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. And I'm Sierra Cobb. How much? Quarterly packages as well. Canteen weekly. Phone. Phone could be like every day if you talk as much as we talk or every other day. And we ain't talking about no $10. We talking about 60 and $30, $50 every other day. So let's dig into. Right. Of course. So, you know, I like data, of course. And I got this information from the New York Times. It can cost on an average for a year just for canteen only. $2,161. That's just for canteen. Okay. Let's not add in another $3,586 roughly for phone. Then you have another $419 roughly for emails, which is the tablet system. So that's all together about $6,000 just to take care of a loved one that's incarcerated. On top of, huh? That's a year. That's a year. So when they come saying that it is, what, they say $37,000 a year per person incarcerated, we take half of that. They don't never tell you how much the families are putting out, but we pay majority of their stay. That's just what simple stuff. Just to be able to eat and talk and communicate, you're spending over $6,000 because the state wants to incarcerate your loved one for billions of years. It has a huge impact on families because right now we're in in the middle of an inflation that nobody's ever dealt with. And you're adding an extra $6,000 when people don't have housing, they barely have jobs and want to pay them enough to take care of regular household stuff, let alone an extra $6,000 a year just because your loved one is incarcerated. And let's not even talk about the fees that you're paying per account you have. So like us, I have what? I have a GTL account for the phone. 
I have a JPay account to put money on his canteen. I have a tablet account, which not only do I talk to him, but everybody else that I help. And then now we have a mail account because we can no longer send mail. So we have to pay to send mail. So that's four accounts. And all of these are $3 fees or more. The more money you add, the more the fee it is. So say you want to put $30 on the phone. On your end, you're going to pay maybe six, seven dollars in fees. Like, I mean, <laughs> that adds up. So not only do you have to have the money that you're going to put on the account, you have to have the money, the extra money to pay for the fees. Like, I don't, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, why isn't it just one package? Or I'm not understanding why we can't send, send them money. Or send them, not send them money, but why can't we send stuff like they do in New York? They send stuff from Amazon. Like, the family literally takes care of them. They can send anything. As long as it's coming from a stakeholder or a company that they trust, the families can send it from there. They don't have to use contracted services that the prison has. In many states, it's prohibited that you have to go through the contracted companies that the prison goes through because, oh, it's not going to have contraband in it. But we're not, let's not get blinded or blindsided by that because let's talk about these packages, these quarterly packages that they are giving our loved ones. They are charging us an extra maybe $3 for certain products, if not more, on top of all the products are processed. Like, it's really nothing healthy that your loved one is getting. So, technically, we are contributing to all of the health problems that they have in prison because they want to have contracted companies that makes billions of dollars off of poor people and poor families and families that are marginalized and targeted by the system. I don't even think it needs to be a contract. Like, it doesn't even need to be a contract. Like, you let us send books from Amazon. Why can't we send food from Walmart? Or why can't we go out there and cultivate relationship with farmers like we used to and get food from the farms or have them work back on the farms like they did once before? But what did they do? Take that away. Control. Control. It's like a system within a system. Right. Yeah. It ain't for the benefit of the prison, which I don't even understand. They charge, they give money for every inmate to a bed, but what do they do with the money? Because the money is definitely not going to, to the prison system at all. It can't be going to the prison system at all. Not for the betterment, not to advance or heal any condition or behavior problems that these inmates, that they say that these inmates have. So they're not, they're, not, they're not putting nothing in it to correct it. So no. I guess the system is designed for failure regardless so they can keep recycling money. Right, because remember... They don't, wanna, they don't want to. 
Remember, I just told you that they had National Industrial Day, that Governor Cooper had made that a day or whatever. And then it comes right behind and says Correctional Enterprises has made over 90-something billion dollars worth of product that they are slaving our people and charging, well, not charging, but paying them chump change to make license plates, ballots, signs, like anything you can imagine is coming from the people that's incarcerated when they're paying them absolutely nothing. Get a limit. Do you hear that? Audience, do you did you did you just hear what Hold on, babe. Hold on, hold on, babe. Hold on, hold on, babe. I want you first of all, we're gonna go to commercial break, but when we come back, I want you to emphasize what you just said because I want people to feel that and understand that. We will be right back. Welcome back. We are back with that real live juice. So that's one bag of white rice for what, one week? You get paid once a week, right? So that is one bag of white rice once a week, you all. So if you can't eat canteen... You have the smart shop for straight sodium, like that's start. So eventually, you're going to be having high blood pressure or diabetes soon because you lose the news every day, all day, because that's all you can afford. And then you get in the diet from um, the chow hall, which is all chicken patties, which are processed. They give you every chicken patty in America, every. Imitation beef patty in America, 
So you're only getting one decent, one decent piece of meat once a month. Understand that all of these governmental systems was made to keep people dependent on them. Nothing was ever made for people to be independent. It was made for people to be dependent on the government because the government feeds off of the dependency of other people. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to see your own people succeed, but that is the reason why you have people that are incarcerated or you have people that are incarcerated because they got mental health issues or because they got substance abuse issues. And substance abuse was what? It is still being processed and pushed by what? The government. Fentanyl. The government. They, put, they put crack into the rich neighborhood. No. They put crack into the low neighborhood. To what? To fund a war that had nothing to do with America. Nothing. 
drugs and no low part of no neighborhood. It was designed because it was designed to keep the poor people poor, to keep them strung out and keep them dependent on the government. And that's why you have mass incarceration in the United States, period. Y'all raise y'all prices. They raise these prices in incarceration too. Yes. Well, that's why you got mad crime that's happening inside incarceration. You got people up in here robbing each other too. Oh, babe, we're gonna talk about that. That's a that's a whole nother episode by itself. <laughs> we will definitely dig yeah. into that one. But yeah, I mean, we we just gotta we have to take our power back. Like they have hypnotized and blind, blindsided us for so long that we don't have any, we're basically powerless because we feel like everything they say is correct. And it's not. These people are just as, listen, don't think because somebody is a prosecutor that they're not out there committing white collar crimes or crimes, period. Because a lot of crimes they are committing is to keep people incarcerated who have done absolutely nothing. They tweak the law the way they want the law to go. That's why they have jurors. That's, that's, jurors are not fair. Jurors know nothing about the law. All they know is what's being told in front of them right then and there and what instructions the judge is giving them, which is what? A part of the government. So still in itself, they're controlling what is going on. So if y'all do have any loved ones out there, please email me and tell me how much you spend a month. Please tell us how was how you how much you're spending and how it's affecting your family. Like, I trust me, it's affecting mine. Yes, because it's affecting mine. Like having to deal with prices out here that's inflated and then deal with prices that's in there inflated. It can be very stressful because it makes it feel it make can make it seem like you're not able to take care of your loved one that is incarcerated for all these many years. And in our case, ours is. Mine's innocent. So having to sit there and suffer twice, not only having to suffer from him not being here, but having to suffer the financial down downfall of him being incarcerated for no reason. Right. So let us know, email us, what y'all going through about y'all siblings being incarcerated. It could be anything, even with charges or all convictions, it could be anything. To the obstacles that the government is causing, yes, to the obstacles that the government is causing that is harming families. It's not public safety. It's not keeping us safe. It is harming us on a daily basis. So please, y'all, reach out. Like, if you want to come on the show, you want to tell your story. You know, we we're here, open, wide open. Go and bring bring it to the black light. We gon' we gonna expose it for sure. Yeah. Put it on the map now. All right. Well, any volunteer lawyers that want to help, please email. That would be nice. Law students. We need we need to start collectively coming together to get our people out because we don't know what's gonna gonna happen. And they're just going to continue to keep raising the prices. And they're going to continue to keep trying to control our lives. We got to take our power back, y'all. Take it back. 
take it back and walk with us and emancipate. Like emancipate is all about really walking with the people. Take our hand and walk with us and let us tear down this system and give each other what we need because they're not going to give it to us. They ain't. Okay, so we'll be right back and we are, when we come back, we will be talking about these wardens. So you don't want to miss this. All right, today I have here with me Chauncey and he will be speaking of his experience on the system. Chauncey, will you introduce yourself? You can tell where you are. If you don't have to, it's up to you, but just start by giving us a little information. All right, first of all, I'm, I'm Chauncey Marshall. I'm, uh, I'm convicted out of Greensboro, North Carolina, and I've been in prison a few times, but this in particular time has been extremely worse than any other, COVID and everything else, but COVID has become a weaponized process to keep us locked in at the facility I'm at, which is Warren Correctional. Can you elaborate and, on that? Like, what you mean? Has How have they used COVID as a weapon? Okay, so here, as opposed to all the other prisons in the state, we are still under lockdown, where everybody else is getting visits. We aren't getting contact visits. We're getting 15-minute video visits. And that's under every circumstance, including funerals, which I just had to go through. They're using it to keep us separated out and away from each other so we don't even communicate with each other like that. They use it to lock the yards down to keep us all divided apart, as well as not allowing us to do things that we would normally be able to do, such as going to the yard, eating together, you know, just keeping us in here. So let me we aren't able to go ahead. What so what is her excuse? What is the excuse that staff or the warden is giving people as to why y'all still are moving on COVID restrictions when COVID has been over? Well, it's not over, but no nobody's even doing COVID restrictions right now. So what is the excuse that they're saying? Are they giving y'all an excuse or are they not saying anything at all? Well, for the public they're giving y'all the excuse that it's COVID protocol and Riley is complacent in it by saying that she has full autonomy over this camp, which is true. Under DPS, she does have full autonomy over this camp, but that's not the case anywhere else. They're all off COVID protocol. They want to back to normal. This is a way of her fighting the drug war that she's been, that she's waged against this camp, which is a way for her to clear out any riffraff at a mental health facility, no less. Right. So you, she plays mental health games with mental health people. But it's, it, it, it's deeper than that because of the situation is this. If she, tell, she tells us, well, I'm doing that until I feel like I want to get you off of this, which in essence is taken away from our constitutional rights, like church services, religious services. I'm Muslim, by the way, so this is a big thing for me. Going to Juma, being able to go to Tallinn, fellowship with my brothers. It's a major thing for me, which I've been fighting, and Riley is complacent with her, Todd Ish, and others. I wrote several grievances. They don't answer them. Period. How many grievances have um, you wrote on this issue? Myself, personally, I've, wrote, I've written four in the last six months, and only one has even been heard of. But they had, they didn't process it. Riley just, act, they, they, they just enacted different things, like we just now got our services. But even those are restricted. So, you know, 
other ones, they when we write them here, if they're credible, they don't get processed. Period. Nobody. So they it's not even forward. going out the out of. So it's basically just stopping right there at this in Warren Correctional, and then they don't escalate it to Raleigh or. So you can have a hearing and, you know, all the steps that they're supposed to do. So basically, they probably just throw it in the trash as soon as they receive it? Absolutely. As soon as they receive them, they go in the trash. They, we are, they'll process them. We'll give them to them on the camera. And it's to the point where they're like, we don't care about what's on the camera. We can hide that. And they do. Wow. They do it successfully every day here. Wow. So, and then when we do send them to rally, they still don't get answered. Like, they may do something put a band-aid over a bullet wound. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not a good thing here. Tell us some other stuff that's going on out there, Warren Correctional. Okay, so, um, <laughs> I'm going through a situation right now with a visitation issue. I just lost a family member, and we buried them last Saturday. Well, they have, an officer, they have a sergeant here by the name of Abdullah, and she is a very vindictive person, and they know this. But they also know that she'll lie, and they should do things to people out of spite. She, and during my time of bereavement, she has taken away my visitation from the one person who sends me money, and it's the one person who's coming to visit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, and she did it with a lie, and they still haven't fixed it, and they know that she's lying. No matter what the situation, they will back each other in every situation. So now I'm sitting here punished because of this lie that she told, and it's starting over something from another building on this unit. So you just said that you had you had a death, and I want I want you to uplift the fact that you just said that you had a death, and you could not what re re say that again because I want people to understand what y'all really go through because they don't understand. Top of you just having a death in the family. Like, that's... Right. Right. This is the woman that raised me who passed away. So if you had a call to action, what would that call to action be? Because you got people listening, so... I don't know where to start, but I know that I would like for it to start at the top because that's where the problems lie. Anybody that's here to help us, it's not going to be helped because the superintendent here, or warden, as they call him now, is the problem. She has no people skills, and everybody she keeps around are lackeys. People who would do her bidding. And anybody that's left outside of those people 
are people who are oppressive. And these are people who are people who are people of color. So it's even worse. Because they're our own people oppressing us. And it's not a it's not like anywhere else I've ever been. And I've done about nineteen years in prison. So trust me, I have a large enough sample size of every prison around the state to make this determination. And this is by far the worst place I've ever been and the worst superintendent I've ever had to serve time under. So that and means you like, you need for the people to mobilize together so that we can put some pressure on Raleigh and for them to put pressure on the warden. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only thing that would help. Okay. Because without the people in the streets, we could not. We couldn't get anything done in here. They won't listen to us. Our voices, we're the voiceless. For anybody that doesn't know, we are the voiceless in here. Without people in the street like you and other people advocating for us, there's nothing that will get done for us, no matter what. Well, this is why we use this platform. This is why we use this platform to get more people to start understanding what's going on so that they can put pressure on Riley. Because a lot of people are oblivious to what is really going on. They just know what Riley tells them. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that you have shared your story with us. And hopefully this story, I'm going to share it to a lot of people, especially the advocates. And hopefully this could be start of some pressure to get some things changed around there. Hodish is inherent. It's inherent to the Emmy population. He's not. Um, Renishon, he's not. Any of those people who we think would help us aren't hearing us. Because if you don't have somebody calling from the streets or advocating from the streets, you're just another person complaining. Mm-hmm. And generally the guys in here are tired, so they don't they don't they don't even try to fight anymore. We've given a lot of them have given up. As for myself, I haven't. You can't give up. That's what they want you to do. Exactly. And this is what a lot of guys have done. Because nobody's listening to us. And we need the people in the streets to understand that someone's supposed to come back to the streets. And we're a part of society, whether you like it, whether they like it or not. We're a part of society. I agree. I agree. <laughs> we don't matter who does. Well, y'all matter. I just want you to know y'all matter, and I don't want y'all to think that by being incarcerated that you're forgotten. You're never forgotten. There's plenty of people that's out here fighting for you guys, and we will continue to fight. We will continue to make our voices heard, Um, and we just appreciate you continuing your fight, and we got to get more people to fight back because that's what prison wants to do. They want to immobilize people's voices, and we can't have that. I appreciate it greatly, and I hope that y'all listen to what she's got to say and the next guy's coming up. <laughs> this is what we need. We need an outlet, someone to help us with this, just twice in a row. No, you good. This is what this is for. Go ahead and get it off your chest. Let us know what's going on. All right, so today I got felt guilty of a write-up for yelling across the yard, disrespecting the staff member who I've had issues with before, and the warden... Uh, Miss Pittman, who used to be a former captain, who was a former captain, who's now some kind of auditor or something over the facility, are all aware of this. Mm-hmm. But I'm a person with uh, visual with visual and 
Okay. And she's just been, she just wrote this grievance. She wrote this, she wrote a, a lie against me. But she, the same woman, Sergeant Abdullah, Quincy Abdullah, who lied on my family and got them kicked off my visitation, removed indefinitely from my visitation during my time of grief with my grandmother, been days of my grandmother's passion. a grievance on her and then she turned around and wrote you up or how did that go? Okay, audience, do you hear this? This this man is pleading for help. He has contacted Todd Ishi. He has contacted probably everybody in Raleigh, and it has gone on death ears. And he's not the only one that deals with this situation. And let me remind y'all, Raleigh, didn't Raleigh just come out there? Am I correct? Didn't they just do a walkthrough? Okay, and nothing has been done. So this is why it is up to the public. This is why it's up to all advocates and activists to put pressure on Raleigh about them not responding accurately to grievances. Also, I want the audience to know that your grievance also has a lot to do with your words, how you write a grievance up, whether they even pay attention to it. So let me ask you this. Can you appeal it? He's no so, longer the commissioner. He's, he's also, he he left and he's actually been appointed to the secretary. Okay. So now we got to figure out who it's going to because it's not going to him, but we got to figure out who it's going to. 
um, so that we can outsiders put pressure on why it's not being handled. I don't know who I don't know who else to address this to, but even 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 under the circumstances as they are, dealing with Miss Hawkins is like dealing with a wall. You get no response. Oh, and oh. anything she does do is she's forced to do. And I want the audience to know that this warden has had several complaints, not only at Warden Warren Correctional, but she used to be the warden at Nash Correctional. And I've heard that she was the same way in Nash before she was sent to Warren. So she's an issue. She's a problem that needs to be handled. Right. Also, because of the Prison Litigation Reform Act, if you don't exhaust a grievance, you can't go any further in any action you choose to take against this facility or any other facility for that matter. You have to exhaust all administrative remedies. And if you can't, if there's merit to your grievance, they don't exhaust it. They don't. They don't even acknowledge it. It'll get thrown in the trash or it won't be heard, period. Well, let's just be honest. The grievance system is garbage. It's never meant to to handle the complaint at hand. It's just there to make it seem like y'all got something that can back y'all up when it doesn't. Like it's it so the grievance process needs to be handled outside. It doesn't need to be handled by anybody in DPS, period, because we all know that they stick together and just like Raleigh sticks together. We as advocates and advocate and activists stick together as well to help our people who we know are marginalized and oppressed. Right. And that's true. Like, I can't, I, I couldn't have said it any better. You're absolutely right. Like, we don't have any help whatsoever except for people on the outside. And they effectively take that away when they write you up. Right. But they're not, they're, they can't only take so much away. And I want you to know, to tell everybody as well, that we have, Emancipate NC has a way, we, on our website, we have where you can make a complaint against a correctional officer, a law enforcement officer. So please let people know that whatever they're going through with a correctional officer, lieutenant, warden, please report that to our webpage at emancipatenc.org. I know your situation is a little unique, so I'm going to try to figure out how we can report your situation on our website um, so that we have information and see if we can get you some help on the outside. But again, we do have where you can report incidents. You can upload videos, recordings, whatever your documentation is against what you're complaining about. We have a website for that, and it is on emancipatenc.org. I have a copy of a, and I know I know that it hasn't gone anywhere, but I have a copy of a grievance I actually wrote against her. You can send it it's to... a copy of what I sent to Riley, to a lawyer for North Carolina Prison Legal Services. Send it to Emily us. Emily Storage. I will. I, I, so that's my final copy. They won't make any more copies for me, so I don't know where the avenue to take, but just send it to you. I We'll get it back to you. We'll make sure you get it back. Definitely send us a copy, and we'll I, we'll make sure you get it back. Can you speak on that? I want you to tell the audience how this whole situation is affecting you mentally, especially by you losing a grandparent? Okay, so first of all, I'm a manic depressive. So I have 
really bad bouts of suicidal thoughts and things like that from the beginning. This is why I'm at this campus, the mental health camp, by the way. And this is why I'm here. I got off mids to get away from here. I mean, so I could try to transfer away from here, and I haven't been able to. The Hodges allowed me to do that because it was against my, it was against, it was worse for me, it's worse for me here than it would be if I was somewhere else. Right. I have really bad thoughts right now about, because of the, I'm like, I'm extreme depressed. I'm extremely depressed about the situation, but I haven't been able to grieve or do any of that. Like, really. More frustrated now and short-tempered with people because of it. So what you're telling us is you're already incarcerated, but now they have you in a mental imprisonment. So y'all hear that? I want y'all to hear that. He's now in mental imprisonment due to the things that the staff is doing to him, especially while he's grieving a grandparent. So we're going to go to break real quick. I, I think that you still have some more you want to get off your chest. So I'm going to go to break real quick, and then we'll come back and let you finish getting that off your chest. Are you feeling unheard after a negative encounter with a law enforcement officer, sheriff, or correctional officer? Visit the Emancipate NC website to report your encounter. Any individual can use the Emancipate NC form to report a police encounter, upload video, photographs, or other evidence, and share their information with the U.S. Today's National Police Misconduct Database. Share it with your friends and family members and community. Our communities have the wisdom and the data we need to keep us safe from rude police. By crowdsourcing this information, we will be able to analyze departmental trends, mobilize campaigns for accountability, and file more effective litigation. Remember, we keep us safe. Sponsored by Emancipate NC. So they're taking people off the visitation list. What is the reason why they're able to take people off the visitation list?
Well, she would say, well, I want to take everybody's business. I'm going to take everybody off because they disrespected me. See, that's that's no excuse. That's no reason to stop people from seeing their loved ones when they already can't be in physical form with their loved ones. And this is the warden, y'all. I want y'all to hear this because I want y'all to understand how bad some of these wardens treat people. Like, they have no authority to treat people like that. This is why the prison mentality needs to be changed because you have people coming in thinking that they can treat humans any kind of way, and they are constantly disrespecting them, but then when they do something supposedly disrespectful, then they want to take privileges, and that is not fair. So, so she takes the 13th Amendment literally. We are slaves in her eyes. And she black, y'all. We do as she says, and she's black. So that's that's why we always say not uh, not all kin folk are folk or kin folk because you shouldn't be treating your own people that way. Period. You should never want to be a slave master. You should never want to be an oppressor when we've been oppressed for four hundred years. Why would you even want to do that? Your grandparents were oppressed. Your great great grandparents were oppressed. It's, 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 she's, uh, she's uppity without cause. Like she's that lady. You're not uppity. Listen, let me let me tell you something. When you work for correction, you're not uppity. You you have no dignity about yourself. If you want to go in and oppress your people, that is no dignity. I'm sorry, but that is no dignity because that is not something that you need to be doing. We need to be getting our people together and fighting against all the things that we've been fighting against for 400 years. But no, you got the ones that want to go off and do things that should not be done. We need to mobilize. Say that again. Say that again. To them, to, to Riley, we're cattle. We're, 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 we're livestock. We're a number, we're money. To y'all, but y'all, y'all are the public. And y'all are the people that matter. Without your voice, we're voiceless. Period. We Listen. Ourselves, they don't hear us. Public service announcement. Listen to what he just said to y'all. We are the voice. We can make the change for these people that are suffering. It is no reason to make somebody suffer because of behavior that is learned through the government that has forced certain things in place for certain people. And they're being punished. All for what? Chattel. All for correctional enterprise. Because that is the only way America makes money is by slaving other people for free work.
and me myself personally, I'm a, I'm a federal inmate as well as a state inmate. So the federal government is paying for me to be here. So the federal government paying the state to keep you in state custody. So let me ask you this: Are you is it concurrent, or you got to serve state and federal? I'm serving concurrent. Um, I have what they call relevant conduct because the state chose to jump jump the gun on my charges, and they forced me into a plea on the day that my indictment came down for the federal government. Oh wow! You see how everything so, just that overlaps. County is this? <laughs> who who was your DA? Please, please, we need please tell us the DA because he's a judge now. Guilford County, Guilford County. See, this is what happens in Guilford County. I want y'all to know this as well. This is what happens in Guilford County. There's so many forced pleas in Guilford County. It's not even funny. That has to be changed as well. That's so unprofessional. I don't even think that's. I, I don't even think that's legal to even take white out to edit a document. But it's on there, and I, I have the copy of it here. And the, the original they have filed in the courtroom, so in the courthouse. Lindsey Davis, Judge Lindsey Davis, was my judge that day. So, and I made mention of it in the court, in the pleadings, and everything that the plea had been changed from what I had signed in the back chamber. This is why Guilford County is called Guilty County. You hear me? That's the reason why they have the name called Guilty County because people are innocent and they are forced into pleas and other egregious things that should not be done. Well, y'all hear his cry. Um, he really needs our help to change things that's going on in Warren Correctional. Um, and I, I, I do a call to action, I would say, for everybody to please call Riley, flood him with emails, flood Warren Correctional with calls, and let them know that you're not pleased with what they're doing and that you that us as a community is not going to allow this to keep happening and that we are watching and that we will be on it. Thank you, Chauncey. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I just want to thank anybody that, that was willing to help, and thank you for allowing me to this platform to say what I needed to say. It should allow everything to work for the betterment of for, of us, like as a whole, not just us in here. Yeah, we need y'all out there, but it can happen to anybody. 
You got that right. Say that again. Say that again for the ones in the back. Y'all, please take note. And then when you get in here, you get punished for being here. Mm-hmm. You're already punished by being here, but you get punished to be by just, just for being here. By your own people sometimes. More times than not, actually. Yep. So y'all take note. Please take note to what Mr. Chauncey has told y'all. He's gave some really insightful information. And uh, we got to do what we got to do as a community to help our marginalized and voiceless. So we thank you again, Mr. Chauncey, for sharing your experiences. Thank you. I, I, I truly appreciate this. Like, just the outlet of bloom is great. I sincerely hope somebody hears this. And if it, helps, if it doesn't help me, it helps somebody. Exactly. And that's what we're here to do. Thank you. We are back. So, Bay, you want to start them off about these wonderful <laughs> wardens and correctional officers? <laughs> well, you do, you guys. You got some people that want to really help, and then you have these wardens that are not wanting to help. And what we call it is the slave master central. Because they, they really do have that mentality when they are overseeing a prison. And they think that they have to treat the inmates to a low. And for example, like the Warren and Warren Correctional, they think that the inmates don't deserve visits and contact visits. They don't think that Family members should be able to hug their children. And that's unacceptable. That's real unacceptable. Like, how can you tell somebody that you don't deserve to hug your loved ones when you go home every night to your husband? So for you to... makes no sense at all. When on DPS website, it says we encourage visits. So if you're encouraging visits, how come you letting these wardens get away with controlling if you can have contact, non-contact, video visit, like we just came out of a two-year pandemic. I heard the warden say out of their own mouth that inmates don't deserve visits. Like, they don't deserve to be hugging their families. And that's like crucial. Like, where they do that at? Then you got some Officers that treat inmates so low with that slave master syndrome because they have issues of their own. They like to bring their problems from home to work and take it out on the inmates. And that's my. Babe, stop. Babe, hold on. I got, can we say individuals and not that? Yeah. I don't like that word. I don't like inmate. I don't like prisoner. I'm sorry, y'all, but I don't like none of those words because y'all aren't those words. You're still a person. So I'm sorry, but I just had to correct you on that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, at the 
responsibility on trying to improve their prison and they're going to run it. Yes. It's not to make it hard. It's to invent the bonds to make them think better of themselves so they can do better. If you treat them like criminals, if you treat them like slaves, they're going to think low. They can treat them like an animal and throw them in a... Because that's what they do. That's what, as, even that woman, the woman, I mean, yo, she will throw you up in there in the restrictive housing just for asking a question. She'll give you no room of opinion or none of that, which is unprofessional. She'd rather punish you for asking to try to figure out an ultimatum. She's going to punish you. That's unprofessional. It's going to take privileges just to do it, just to let you know that she runs it. And that's not, that's not professional at all. That's not even in her job description to do that as a war. There's plenty of warriors here in North Carolina on these prisons that are abusing their powers. Yes. And they're not doing, they're not running a prison like they need to be running. They're not taking care of the hygiene like they need to be taking care of the hygiene side of these walls because people stuff that don't need to be caught. They ain't running their medical staff the way they need to be running it. This medical treatment is so poor in these in these cities, in these prisons, man, down here in North Carolina, it's pitiful. Yeah, I mean and and, and that's what we that's what we asking Raleigh to come through, man. Raleigh needs to really take accountability to look at stuff like that. Like they just do walkthroughs and that ain't enough. Like they they taking their word over it just because they are working in the same system. And that's 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 another thing. It's unprofessional because they, it's favoritism. Well, they need to change the culture because from what I've heard from a correctional officer's own mouth is I don't believe anything they say. They all lie. So they automatically assume or have a biased thought that everybody incarcerated is a liar. So they can't believe nothing they say. So the whole culture of prison needs to be changed because like my husband said, it needs to be about uplifting and changing the behavior so that then when they do come back in society, that they're able to function. But like we said, once again, the government wants to be controlled and they don't want people to be in society. They want people to be incarcerated so they can continue to slave them and use them to work and not have to pay anything. So that is why prison is the way it is. So we as the people have to come together and say no more because I, you know, I'm an advocate and I work for Emancipate and I'm constantly receiving emails about family members complaining about what's going on in prison. Not only them, the people that's incarcerated are reaching out, like help me, help me. And it's getting to the point where it's like, what do you do? Because not only are the families calling Raleigh, I'm emailing Raleigh, other advocates and activists are emailing Raleigh and then Raleigh goes out there when we hear, oh, well, Raleigh came out here today. And then two, three weeks later, they're still emailing and calling and complaining about the same thing. So Raleigh, make it make sense. I understand, I know that you're getting bombarded with phone calls and emails from family members complaining. So when you know that this is going on, why not do something about it? Why do you just walk through and let them and tell them when you're coming so they can get stuff together and then let them take you wherever they want to take you, you need to go to the places 
where they're being complained. Like when you're receiving the complaint, go to that area and see what's going on. Go talk to the people that's in there. Like they're not liars. They have to live there every day. Y'all don't. So why not listen to the people that is there? You know what's truth and what's not. Right. But you know these prisons is all as molasses. So you should know that there's mold because y'all y'all make all these billions of dollars, but you're not taking it to up and integrate the prisons. Make it make sense. Treat you like you were a slave back 400 years ago and you got your own kinfolk. Just just know all kinfolk ain't folk. Because you got your own people that are slaving your people that are treating them like they ain't nothing. Like they ain't never been through some of the stuff that the same people they ain't there watching didn't been through. Some of them just didn't get caught. A lot of them didn't get caught. But a lot of people that work for DPS have done some things. Mm, right. So don't think all kin folk is your folk. They're not all for you. <laughs> Believe that. Because they're the same ones that's working in them prisons that is treating your kin folk like they ain't nothing because of what they supposedly see. Putting their hands on them, spraying them for no reason because they're voicing their opinion. We got our entitled to have freedom of speech and we can say who we want to or express how we're feeling. It don't mean we get beat up for it. I've heard a correctional officer refer to the prison as a daycare. Heard that out of a lieutenant's mouth. It's not a daycare, people. You're you're taking human lives and you are oppressing them and you are giving them mental health disabilities. And when they come out here, they can't even function. It's not a daycare. Daycare teach you stuff. They teach you how to control your emotions. They teach you how to live in society. Prison is not a daycare. Prison takes you out of society. Or rehabilitation. Where is the correctional reason? Where is the rehabilitation? I I ain't seen it. (laughs) I haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. I have not seen it, man. It's just taking individuals on their own to teach themselves how to do it on their own. It's just some people just, it's just God given that has that ability to do it on their own. And everybody that's So, y'all, we want to hear from y'all. We want to hear what y'all are experiencing. Like, what are your family members going through? Are you having visitation right now? Like, we want to hear that. Like, this this needs to be known because DPS act like they yeah. just on death ears. And... Are you having contact visits? They're going to hit you with the flip plan on about video for 15 
or they don't have enough staff. Or a visit behind the, behind the glass. We, we talking about contracts. Or that they don't have enough staff. And yeah. you know what? We're going to get to that. I mean, well, there's certain staff. Some prisoners, um, like Bertie, Scotland, Murray, Newsflash, say that again. Nobody don't want to work for no, no warden that's making 
kind of water. It don't make sense. It's not in the job description. Right, and now people don't get paid enough. No, it's not a career. People don't get paid enough to deal with that nonsense. And people, uh, some people's mind have cultivated to understand that the treatment is not how you're supposed to treat your people. I've heard a lot of them say, and I've heard a lot of them say that they don't like the way they're forcing them to treat the people. About oppressing people? No, that's not a career. Oppressing people is not a career. Sorry, it's not. America. <laughs> somebody, somebody please email me and tell me how is a correction officer how is a career. I don't, I don't get it. Somebody enlighten me, please. I, I want your input, your opinion on a career base for an institutional officer because I can't see it. This is why Emancipate is so big on mass incarceration and ending it because it makes no logical sense to keep people in a situation where you don't even have enough enough staff to watch them. This is why suicides have tripled because, for one, it's not enough staff to go around just to make sure people are okay. You don't have mental health inside of the prison. You have TD units, and it's not enough. You have over, we're not, I don't even know how many people are incarcerated in North Carolina, but it's too many. And you don't have enough of nothing to help anybody. So that means you need to start letting people go home on ankle monitors because you're not going to no longer be able to keep mass incarcerating people because people don't want that job anymore. That is not no longer a job option. And at first it was just a job option for healthcare, but healthcare is so out of this world now that it don't even matter to them no more. So start letting people go home. You show late. Yeah, you're not losing no money. It's still in your custody. And please stop so thinking that they're keeping the public safe. Because as we see that crime, people putting people in prison and mass incarceration has not deterred crime one bit. Show me some data where incarcerating people for 40 and 50, 60 years to stop crime. I'll wait. I ain't seen it. Because crime is so that's not even a deterrent. It's not a deterrent. Period. So stop using it like it's a deterrent. Just give people basic resources and stop depriving them of resources and give them basic resources. Give communities basic resources. And I guarantee you, you won't have people incarcerated. Good question, babe. 
Yes, that is a good question. Please email us. Is, is the state for the people or against the people? And we want examples of, of why you feel, which, what either way you feel. Please give us examples because we can't just go off of the state is for or they're not. Give us your name and city. Name and city. Yes, that too. Blacklight at emancipatenc.org. And please go check out emancipatenc.org's webpage. They have, we have wonderful information. We got everything you need. If you need to report a correctional officer, I, I will repeat that again. If you need to report a correctional officer, kindly go to emancipatenc.org, click on the three little dots, and you will see it says report a police officer or report a correctional officer. That is for the community to use so that we can start keeping data on what is going on. So when stuff happens, we can go to Raleigh and be like, look, we got this and this and that. So we keep us safe. So like I said, again, please go to emancipatenc.org and you will see three little, click the three little dots and you will see report, report a police officer incident or correctional officer incident. Use it, y'all. Please use it. Because we keep us safe, and we gotta be the change. We gotta be the change makers out here. Because if we keep depending on politicians, ain't never nothing gonna be changed. Because they always gonna be about them. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta keep our communities. We gotta rebuild our villages that the governmental systems have tore down. We have to rebuild them, not them. We would. So please reach out. We appreciate y'all. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Your host, Sierra Cobb. Take care. 